Hello, Reliving the Extreme listeners. Do you enjoy this podcast? Well, obviously you do because you're listening. If you enjoy this podcast and you shop on Amazon, why not wrap that all into one and give our podcast a little bit of support? All you have to do is when you want to shop on Amazon, instead of going to Amazon.com, go to www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. By going there to do your Amazon shopping, you don't spend anything extra. And what it does is it throws a little a little a little commission our way here just to support the podcast. So like I said, if you like to shop on Amazon and you are a fan of this podcast and want to throw us some support, we appreciate it. That is www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. Now let's relive the extreme. This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are finally finishing up 1993 in ECW. And oh, what a journey it has been. We started in April of 93, and now we are on the last show, December the 28th of 1993. Nate Maxson here with you along with Mr. Chad Austin. Hey, fellow people. (laughs) And my brother Aaron, of course. Hello, everybody. And Chad, Chad really takes up a, a good chunk of this week's show. This, oh, this uh, this ECW, this East. I want to tell you, I tell you, um, I was I, I went to the Pro Wrestling Torch website in the archives to get the full card for this show so that I can read it later on the show or what have you. And I, this isn't going to spoil anything. The opening match of the show is Chad himself against uh, the Pitbull Gary Wolf, who's making his ECW debut. The guy who wrote the report to the torch wrote, and I quote, somebody beat the pit bull. <laughs> and I was like, well, at least he called Chad a somebody. His son of a bitch. <laughs> Not a fucking nobody. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, fuck this guy, this Justin or whoever he is. <laughs> Man, I, um, I wrote that the pit bull's debuting on top. Bringing them in, putting them right on top right away. <laughs> on the measuring stick. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, after after I watched it, after I watched it, Nate, I realized I I I saw exactly what what Paul wanted. Like Paul wanted Paul wanted to debut the pit bull as that murderer, brutal killer guy. Mm-hmm. But he wanted the unpredictable factor of me sneaking one over on him, you know? Right. Yeah. Because if you were a solo look on my face, when Paul goes, yeah, he goes, Gary, you're going to kill him. I mean, you're going to rub his face in the man. You're going to, you know, you're going to beat him up and everything. I'm just like, oh, fuck, this is great. You're telling me what the guy's going to do to me. And then he's like, and then when he throws you in, you're going to give him, like, that spin kick thing that you do. I go, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and he goes, and then you get a one, two, three. I go, what's that? 
Excuse me? Yeah, Chad, you get the one, two, three. And then Gary just sat there like, I mean, you know, what, what would you say? You know? <laughs> are you are you are you, you, know, ri- are you, you ribbing me? Yeah. So I mean what do you what do you think my look was? Because you know, I was like, well, why why am I going? Right yeah, now. I mean, um Paul Paul he he didn't he knew nobody was gonna remember what happened during that match. But mm-hmm. he wanted the unexpected factor to happen on that show. And lucky for me, I'm the guy that got chosen for it, you know? Cause I mean, cause Gary destroyed me. And I'll be honest, I did a halfway decent show. I mean, didn't I look pitiful? I mean, <laughs> no, I mean awful. You did exactly what you were supposed to do, though. I mean, you you put him over and made him look like you know look like a hundred or a hundred million bucks. And or in his case, a hundred bucks. <laughs> I was going to say a hundred bucks, and then I decided to throw the million in. Have a little respect, Nate. But <laughs> I, I mean, if essentially. The the way the match went down, folks, is is Chad took a beating, and um, the pit bull did the cocky, confident, you know, go for the pin, pull him up, go for the pin, pull him up, which leads to the upset. A couple of things I wanted to mention. First of all, Joey Styles put Chad over because he said Chad Austin takes the most heinous beatings I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I was like, good on, good on, good on Joey. Well, that, that's what I that's what I kind of realized. They they may have had something there going on. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, because um, I made a note saying Joey kept putting me over. He, and- I've noticed. I was actually going to ask you because I, watching this and then the last time you were on, where Joey Joey must have been a fan of yours because on commentary Joey is always glare, glaringly putting you over the way that your character should be put over, you know and. I mean, I don't, I don't know if if you guys were were close at any point or. Well, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't know Joey at all. I mean, okay, I, I, I don't, I, I don't necessarily think it was so much that it was me and Joey. I think Paul, you know, honestly, I think that Paul may have saw something in me and Joey because that one and only opportunity that I got to cut promos, it was with Joey. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was just trying to see if we had any chemistry or anything, you know, in right. that in the department. But I my note was um he's putting me over because he's grooming me when I heard him say he constantly takes the most heinous beatings <laughs> whatever every single week, then I was like, Okay, there's something there's something there for me. You know, mm-hmm. there's an opportunity for me. I don't right. know what it is yet, except I'm just going to take more heinous beating. But <laughs> honestly, if they're going to tell Joey Styles to go out of the way to mention me, there's got to be something bigger, a bigger picture for me. Yeah, but definitely a plan. You're in the you're in Polly's plans. Um, Tony Rumble, his quote here. Still. Are we supposed to? Are we? Yeah. Are we supposed to root for the career of Chad Austin? <laughs> yes. Fuck, yes. Tony Rumble. Are we supposed to vote for a career Tony Rumble? Piece of shit. <laughs> Aaron, go, go back to the ICW. Yeah. Who ended up winning this match of life? Yeah. Chad Austin, that's who. <laughs> Tony Rumble never kicked out. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't see today. Aaron, your comments on this uh, this match before we get to the aftermatch? Um, it was, uh, it was what it was, is it, 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 yeah, sorry, it, it was what it needed to be, and Gary Wolf should not feel any shame, there's no shame in losing to a grizzled veteran, 
So good yeah, for him. I've been in the business a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I put my time in, Aaron. You know, <laughs> my, my, my car just had its second oil change. <laughs> <laughs> and it hadn't been stolen by a one-legged Peruvian yet either. No. <laughs> uh, or the catalytic converter. Well, Chad gets an upset victory over the pit bull here. Well, who's and, uh, an upset? <laughs> okay, what is what is characterized as an upset victory over the pit bull? There's a a beatdown after the match, well, and the sa- oh, by the way, there is a Chad, 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 Chad chant here too. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. And then uh, one half of the Variety Club comes out. And they boo him. Did you notice that? They booed the shit out of him. They booed one half of the variety club, the Sandman. And they also chanted Sandman sucks. So (laughs) at this point, at this point, I think this is probably where they're like, okay, we're going to have to ditch the fucking wetsuit. (laughs) We're going to have to ditch the Chad and the variety club. (laughs) (laughs) With the Sandman people. (laughs) Because what's going on here? I mean, are we hiring the, the handicapped people and the Sandman's going to be the superhero? <laughs> He's the varsity club defender? Or how is this working? <laughs> yeah, Paul, Paul has some problems to figure out. Yes. <laughs> around this time. How are you going to handle this Chad Austin thing? Yeah, it's is he the varsity? Is he the varsity club? What does he <laughs> He's more over than Fullington, that's for sure. <laughs> Jesus, the Variety Club. Jesus, <laughs> oh, uh, the Variety World Order. All right. The, the, does Paul have to call Todd to get dates on Sandman to see if he's doing some stuff for the Variety Club? <laughs> hey, hey, um, I got dates at the ECW Arena on the seventh and the fifteenth. What do you have Hack doing? Well, he's got he's got, he's got a softball yeah. game. He's got he's got a fish fry on the seventh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, and then there's bingo. It's going to be kind of hard to get dates on Hack at this point. Yeah, you should have tried calling him when we were Eastern Championship wrestling. <laughs> After this segment airs, Maddie in the house. He said my name though. He did. He did. And he is narrating. The highlights from uh, ho- oh, actually, these matches are all from Holiday Hell. By the way, we got we got going into the Chad Austin match, and I did I forgot to mention that, but um, we uh, we go into highlights from the Mister Hughes Sandman match, which from from all intents and purposes didn't look like it was great. Oh, I mean, I'm saying like I put in my notes if they're showing the they, they clip this match up, and if they're showing you the highlights, goddamn, imagine what <laughs> they didn't want to show you. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Oh. Sam or Sandman and Mr. Hughes. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and this was after he saved me. I I don't know when the match. Let me look. Let me look and see when the match took place. Because according, actually, yes, it would be after he saved you. Because according to the report that I have, that uh, fan report or whatever, it actually looks like you and Gary was the first match on the oh, show. Oh, I'm sure. I think I'm pretty sure you were. I I think. I mean. Um, didn't when Hack come out, I mean, Sandman come out and save me, wasn't he wearing something different than his he, match? He was wearing like a t-shirt and some khakis or something. Yeah. And then, okay. So you he, know, he's wrestling Mr. Hughes in a different outfit. In the and going, suit, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I just thought, I said, what the hell is this? This is awkward. <laughs> like, he just came out to save me, and then you're going to have him do a job. Yeah, to, let me see, I, I'm trying to, uh, my handwriting sucks right here. Jason, it, it, I think it's uh, it's Joey who says, Jason looks like a pimp and baby food or something like that. Did anybody catch that? Like his, his suit looks like him. Looks like he looks like a pimp dressed like a can of baby or a jar of baby food. I don't know. Maybe he should have said that. I have no idea. (laughs) They're basing this feud off of Jason's Jason's mad because the Sandman turned him down to be his manager. That happened like seven months ago. (laughs) Well, he's still bitter. (laughs) Dude holds a grudge. What can you say? He still owes Angel money. <laughs> he, he's trying to he's trying to get Sam in the, 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 you know, the side so he can get some money to pay Angel. I think he still I think he still owes Hunter Q. Robbins some money too. Well, they, 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 there you go. There's your first problem. Like yeah, I said, he, this he, Hunter Q. Robbins is still a problem. If that's your first problem, <laughs> then you really got some fucking some some soul searching to do. They didn't actually show the finish of this match. I don't believe. Um, and then we jump to a promo from Jason, who is talking about the, the Pitbull match from earlier with Chad. And um, talking about, as Aaron said, Sandman turning his services down. And he says, Peaches doesn't tell me no. Have you ever seen Peaches tell me no? And shows her him handing her the business card and et cetera, et cetera, from, <laughs> from seven months ago. And uh, then we get a, how do you like my fur coat? I don't know. I mean, could could they have really done? How do you like my everything with Jason? <laughs> uh, everything like it's how do you like my remote control? <laughs> how do you like my you know everything? Could they just did it from his house? Everybody's <laughs> wondering what I do in my free time. <laughs> how, how do you, you like my clean sink? How do you like my Weber grill? Yeah. How yeah. do you like my lazy Susan? <laughs> How do you like my kitty litter's boxes? Uh, I mean, they, they they really could have done that. I don't know what the heat was. I mean, I know there was, and it ended up coming out later on between Jason and Paul. But like we 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 just joked about it. But couldn't you have done that? You know, mm-hmm. you really could have done all kinds of stuff like that. With Jason by saying, like, how do you like this is all the stuff that I have that you don't have. Right. And a lot, and most of it we do have. And that's that would be the best part about it, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's so great with the fact you got cats? How do you like my credenza? Yeah. <laughs> how do you like my credit score? <laughs> 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 if I want to, I can buy a new sofa. <laughs> and and um and, and uh value city furniture says it could be a luxurious one. And I can have it <laughs> delivered. That's right. Yes. Put it down yeah. over put it down like, over there, gentlemen. Put it down over there. So not yes. even n- none of that even happens. We've created a fantastic <laughs> gimmick here, Chad. It, it, it's just the fact that he orders it. None of it ever do- gets delivered. Like, none of it ever happens. He just says he could have it. <laughs> just stand him in front of his TV with QVC on the back, in the background. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, 
Like when the gimmick's over, you get somebody who calls him out. They go to his house and he knock on his door. They open it up and there's nothing in the house. How do you like my potential compact yeah. computer? <laughs> How do you like my potential Intel. apartment? What happened to all the he's, stuff? Yeah, he's just he's just going on the tour of the apartment. He doesn't even he doesn't even not even renting it. How do you love my attention? My, my potential yes. apartment. Like that's like the greatest gimmick. You go for like six months where you, you're buying African artifact for your apartment and you're buying all this stuff. But you never actually hit the button on your phone to buy it. So when when they come to your house, they open the door up, and you're all embarrassed because you're living in a, you're squatting, <laughs> sitting <laughs> on one of the sitting on one of those plastic patio chairs. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck? What you're Indian style over an ashtray as a as heat? <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, what are you doing here? Like, where's all this stuff you got? I mean, you said you bought the, um, you know, the Iron Sheik's boot from uh, the, the, the boot camp match. Where's it at? Oh, it ain't delivered yet. You look at, he never bought it. <laughs> it's still in the cart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Look, he's How do you like cart. my aspirations? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he 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 was called still in the cart, Rich. <laughs> oh shit, I love it. <laughs> um, up next on the show, we have it was a, wasn't this supposed to be Rebel and Sal? Wasn't I promised Rebel and Sal for this show, this holiday hell? Well, unless yeah. you're on the subscription, you well, can't have both the Variety Club there at the same time. Somebody's got to drive the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How do you think the ring got put up? We have the Rock and Rebel against Donnie Allen. Rock and Rebel wearing the cla- wearing a classy shirt that says Sal's wife is a big fat pig. And one eight hundred porca. It's not even enough numbers. It's not even enough numbers, but it's still funny. One eight hundred porca. Did you try to call it, Aaron? No. <laughs> oh, man. Is that enough numbers? <laughs> Well, I mean, did you try to call? Did it tell you? You Just need some a, more numbers? Add a couple extra A's on the end. <laughs> did, you ever call, did you ever call 516-922-WINE? No. That's Jackie the Joke Man's home number. <laughs> For if, real? If, if, if you call that number, you'll get a joke on his answering machine every day. And it's been that way since the 90s. I never knew that. <laughs> It's it's five one six nine two two wine W I N E. Yep, gonna try that tonight. <laughs> um, this is essentially a squash. Donnie tries. No, nobody squashes Donnie. <laughs> Donnie, to... Donnie. Donnie gets taken advantage <laughs> because they're uh, rebel. You know, rebel. Rebel's a lot of things. I'll tell you, he's a lot of things. I have a. I don't even want to say I have a love hate. I love Rebel, and I've always loved Rebel. And mm-hmm. I, what he did was just, you know, distasteful and all that other stuff. But when when he gets that little bit of an ego where he can abuse people, he abused people. And he kind of, like, abused Donnie. But him and Donnie were friends. So he took it on. He took it easier on Donnie than he did on a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Because he had already had a history with Donnie Allen. And Donnie's harmless, you know. He, he's not out to take anybody's job, so it wasn't a big deal. But um, uh, I, I just didn't like the way Rebel kind of just bitched Donnie like he did. 
by by pulling his shirt over. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Did the I mean he did, the hockey full. He was a job guy. Donnie was a job guy. Treat him like a job guy. But don't treat him like a fucking piece of garbage guy. Mm-hmm. Aaron, what did you think? I I agree, and I just think it was it was kind of an out of place match. And if it wasn't going to be Sal, it didn't even need to happen. I don't think. Right? Yeah. Why even have a match with Rebel if it's not going to be the match with Sal? Um, essentially, Donnie tries a high cross body, gets slammed, gets a pile driver, and uh, Rebel goes yeah, over. But and, like uh, Chad Tony said, Tony oh Rumble. Tony Rumble says that uh, that pile driver was much like Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and the Rock and Rebel might even be stronger and better than Paul Orndorff. Well, that's why Tony Rumble's dead. <laughs> I was going to say, that's why we found out many, many moons ago Tony Rumble's full of shit. It's fucking, it, it, it's bad boy, but I don't, whatever, don't, I'm not even going to go there. I, I don't know the guy. But I'm, I'm here to talk about what's going on today. He's not. And this podcast would suck if it was him instead of you. So well, it would definitely suck if it was him instead of me. <laughs> we have uh, up next the main event, and this was the ECW World Championship match from Holiday Hell. It is Sabu versus Terry Funk. Paulie is out to start to introduce Sabu, as only Paulie can. And uh, I guess we'll go through the match, but overall, Aaron, you want to... Uh, get us started here well i just think that i know it was a pre-tape like it was already done or whatever but like right at the big like right before the match even starts joey's just like terry funk's the new ecw champion here's how it happened it's like why, why do you gotta i don't understand saying oh yeah he's the new champion it's like just uh, that seems stupid to me but anyway um so what else do you do i don't know i just say it, it it's like maybe not everybody knows that you know what i mean like i obviously hindsight being it, this happened in 93, so everybody knows it now. But say you got people that never saw your show before, and they just turn it on, and now you've just spoiled the main event. And just said, oh, yeah, this guy's the new champ. Why not let it well, be suspenseful? Did you just spoil the main event by saying the finish on the first 10 seconds of a showing the match? Or did you spoil it the entire time a match was going on you showed it? I mean, I, I to- Aaron, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, because it's, it, it's like, but you're also re-educating people that were there. Yeah. And, but, but like you said, what if somebody was stumbling upon the match? That's why Joey Styles didn't, the, the commentary wasn't current during the match. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I don't know. The, <coughs> excuse me. I agree with, I agree with what you guys are saying though. It's, it's, you could have started with, here's Sabu and Terry Funk. Sabu, the world champion against Terry Funk. From Holiday Hell, just two days ago in the ECW arena, boom, you go to the match. Now, well, yeah. no, what, what do you do with the um, um, today we are going to show you what happened at Holiday Hell between right. Sabu and Terry Funk. Is, is that the is that the better band aid? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the better fix. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I know, I know. Hindsight 2020, 20 some years ago, we're just drawing a stir, we're picking at straws here, but I, I agree 30 with that. years ago. Jesus. <laughs> um, the match is what you would expect between Sabu and Terry Funk. I actually have a lot of like little notes about the match just in case there were any spots we wanted to discuss. Um, I liked this match. It was chaos, and that is exactly what these two guys are going to bring you is chaos. And um, 
and they they did fast forward they did fast forward through the match a little bit probably the 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 rest of course spots or what did. have you yes. um sabu lines up outside early in the match sabu lines up outside the ring on a table that is is of course draped across the ring and the uh, the guardrail as we would come to see in ECW and Terry just waylays him with a fucking chair while he's laying on that table. Yeah, was, um, go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say, that was, that's one of my notes. Is That, that looked a little rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Sabu can take it. But, yeah, that was like, Jesus. Coming in <laughs> hot here. <laughs> Coming in hot. <laughs> the, the, we see a Sabu split leg moonsault here. And... Oh, you missed you missed Terry chasing Paul. You're right. Terry chases Paul it's away from the ring, and, and Paulie being terrified of Terry Funk is just one of my favorite things in the world. Like you can just hear him screaming like a banshee running away from Terry Funk. It's fantastic. Like all Terry does is look at him, and he just starts screaming, and then Terry chases him. It's just great. Was that um, was that right around where there was a Chabu chant? I thought I heard. I thought I heard a Chabu chant. I did too. I, at first, I thought I heard a "We want blood." There, I'd have to actually have on my notes here a "We Want Blood" chant. Yeah, during this match. I heard taboo. Taboo. I'm sorry, I was probably still getting medically attended. I, I was still in the back, and if, and if I would have heard the the thousand of people that were cheering my name, I may have ran out there. But I, I mean, I want to apologize to each and every one of them thousand of people. For it, it might you might have let them down. You might have let them down, Chad. But that's okay. That's Maybe right. they piped it in like the Goldberg chants. Chaboo. Sounds like a <laughs> horror movie gimmick. <laughs> Some little creepy broad. Chaboo. <laughs> here I am, I got dirty magazines spread all over the bed. <laughs> and an undeveloped film hanging behind my behind me. Listen to this. We're, we're, you're just coming up with gimmicks tonight, Mister Austin. Yeah, I'm on fire. I'm, I have I have a lot. To, I have a lot to do tonight. As far as um, business wise, I got I got some things that I'm that I'm working on and, and other things. So I got some notes, and they've kind of bled into what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, well, I'm just going to see what I can just sprinkle in here. <laughs> see where this goes and apparently it ain't, it's not going too bad <laughs> hey did you guys know I mean have we are we just now about to get to the sensational series Jerry Spot coming in it's, yeah. it's, it is on its way um, they bring a table into the ring and um, well, I, you, I, that, that, that split legged moonsault spot you're talking about he hits, oh, yeah. that, split, he hits that split legged moonsault and Tony Rumble's like, I've never seen it. Like, Joey goes, oh, Sabu hit a split-legged moonsault. And Tony Rumble, stupid ass, goes, I've never even seen that before. Does that move even have a name? And Joey's <laughs> like, yeah, I just called it the split-legged moonsault. Well, I mean, that's why Tony Rumble's there. I mean, he's there for color. Or lack thereof, yeah. Well, he, he's adding black to, um, <laughs> that's Dead the color space. that he's adding to that that play by play. Jim Molyneux even gets fed into the table on this thing. Oh, how great was Jim? He oh even he kicked God. off with his leg. Like he almost ran up the fucking table. It's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't know how hard I didn't know I didn't know what Jim knew. Like as far as taking bombs. Oh my God, I was so great. He was so great. I was so proud of him. 
I didn't know what he knew. And then when Terry, when Terry grabbed him and he started running with him and I was like, this motherfucker's going to take the pump. <laughs> and, then, and then he just jumps like up on a table and he still jumps up. You know, he's lucky because he jumped up higher than a table was above the rope. Mm-hmm. So that, that, Table could have broke while he was a uh, you know above the rope. Right, it could have really fucked him up. And I was like, "This motherfucker had <laughs> the bump of the night." <laughs> no, it wasn't the bump of the night. I, I would say, um, I mean, because I still got some notes on Funk and Sabu that I think were I, I thought it was tremendous. Uh, whatever, what, what what was it, Nate? Was it what eight minutes? That Paul put together that highlight package of uh, Sabu mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Funk. Yeah, yeah. It was, and it was roughly eight minutes or so. Right around there. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Um, and and what I want to say, like I said, we were talking about them fast forwarding through the match. So again, always saying this: it's a television <laughs> product trying to get people to come into the arena, which is what. Wrestling TV used to be wrestling TV essentially used to be an infomercial to get you to come to the shows. And if I'm watching this at home in 1993, this is making me want to go to an ECW show, even though I saw rock and rebel earlier. Sorry, Aaron, but I, you know, watching to getting to watch a match like this with Terry Funk and Sabu, we'll get into later the hype for the next show um, as well. But during this match also, Sabu hits a cool moonsault out onto Bad Breed. When Terry goes over the ropes and just like breaks just the little tip of the table, like that 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 told you, okay, this isn't a worked table, you know. And um, but overall, I think a really good match. We the finish is Aaron. <laughs> uh, the lights yeah, go somebody, out. Somebody explain to me what the fuck the finish was. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Nate doesn't want to try to. Like that's why he's putting the burden on me. Yep. But the lights go out, and Shane Douglas shows up for some reason and helps Terry win. The I don't understand why. I don't understand why Shane was helping t- Terry Funk. I don't. I don't understand what's going on. Right, because there hasn't been any heat between Sabu and Shane. Like they haven't, you know, on TV. Oh, I mean, they had a little bit when, like, the Dangerous Alliance thing happened or whatever. Right, right. But that hasn't been spoke about in, in fucking months. And uh, the last time we saw Shane, he was turning on Tommy and joining Taz, Taz and Woman and Kevin Sullivan. And now he's doing this and he's back with Sherry. I have no fucking idea what's going on. I, I, I actually thought, I mean, um, I don't know where we're at on time here. I see where we're at on time. I, I actually thought that this given day, this given time, this was from holiday hell, correct? Is that what yes. they're having us believe? Mm-hmm. That, that this was probably the greatest match that the ECW fans have seen in the ECW arena. Well, by far. Yeah. Uh, up, up to this point, like from the whole entire, from anything they've ever seen, that's the greatest match they've seen in the ECW arena. Um, and they, they, they wouldn't give a fuck if the ice cream truck driver won. Mm-hmm. If Bad Buddy showed up, they wouldn't have gave a fuck. That was the fucking, like, that people were going like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, the, re- the referee's breaking tape. Everybody's gone. There's, um, there's a common denominator here. 
And I, I will, I absolutely agree with you. This is the best match the ECW has put on in the ECW arena. Actually, this is the best match ECW's had so far. Um, says that we've been watching. I would say a close second would be that first Taz Sabu match that we saw. Yeah, and then Wolfman and Funk. Oh, Wolfman and Funk. That's not, can't forget Wolfman Funk. Let's yeah, not forget. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, we're, then we're, the match so nice they had to play it twice. Can't forget that match. <laughs> then, I mean, if you're gonna put, if you, no, 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 if you're gonna put the Wolfman up there, what about that fantastic Meltzer class between Jimmy Snook and, and Chad Austin? Oh yeah, I mean, nothing. <laughs> I Aaron, no said, Aaron said, "Oh yeah." He said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." Like, like what? What? Like, are saying, "Oh yeah, what about it?" (laughs) Oh yeah, don't forget to include it. Definitely top five, Aaron. You're gonna you're gonna regret that. I'm telling you, when you see me and Donnie Allen in our crusade against nine one (laughs) one. I mean, yeah, we're gonna teach him a lesson because. I'm still the one standing here today. <laughs> yeah, he's dead too, isn't he? Well, everybody said he's not, but I think it's like Paul McCartney. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's Paul McCartney one one. <laughs> well, <laughs> Paul McCartney one one. <laughs> um, the Aaron just went through the convoluted finish of this match, but the uh, the biggest. Takeaway here, Terry Funk is, for the first time, the ECW World Heavyweight Champion, or just the ECW Champion, I guess, at this point. They aren't proclaiming their title a World Heavyweight Championship yet. But uh, Terry Funk wins, and absolutely, Chad is correct. This is the best match that we have seen in the ECW arena so far. Um, These two guys together, to me, is magic. It's especially at this time. I I always say that, like I, I feel like a broken record, but I just for people that may be listening that have watched ECW, but they're younger and they they didn't live, you know, actually through wrestling during this time period. This was so much different than anything in the at least in the states for sure than you would see on wrestling television. You know, you're watching that you're getting into literally the most boring time. I, my personal opinion on, on WWF on Monday night raw, this 93, 94 is boring as shit. WCW's garbage at this point. I mean, they have a few good things like flair and Vader and et cetera, but this right here is at this time, revolutionary stuff on American wrestling television, at least for this time period. Well, I mean, I, I, nobody knew what they had, so it, it was it wasn't like it wasn't like um, um, Roadhouse Patrick Swayze when he goes into that garage and he finds that you know Mercedes gimmick mm-hmm. because he's going to start a whole new thing and right. he lifts that thing up and there's Sabu and Taz <laughs> and, and New Jack Sam and Dreamer and and Raven. Well, who knows? It could have been. They, they they could have all been just sitting in there underneath a fucking, um, you know. And uprises the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these, all these fucking idiots could have been sitting underneath the fucking garage for all these years. <laughs> waiting for Patrick Swayze to, to discover them. But and Patrick Swayze is Paul Heyman. Go figure. Could you imagine if they would have fucking if they would have swapped out Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse? 
Paul Paul <laughs> I'm thinking more like what if he's in Dirty Dancing? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm gonna make this show an hour. <laughs> Nobody backs Paulie in a corner. Oh, yeah. oh. And Maddie in a house is fucking Sam Elliott. He's like, nobody puts Maddie in the corner. And like, he lifts Maddie up. <laughs> and that, that, that's, that's when he walks into the ECW ring and he finds Maddie stabbed to death. <laughs> in the ring. Oh, or, come on. Uh, Paul and Maddie and Ghost, they're making their clay pot. <laughs> Oh, we're getting an hour out of this. Unchained, <laughs> Unchained Melody playing in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're sorry. <laughs> and we're, yeah, we're sorry to our listeners. Sorry, guys <laughs> and gals. We have a Polly Dangerously promo after this match. Um, and he already is starting, like I said, this is where I was saying we're already trying to promote the next show, talking about how Shane Douglas and Terry Funk now are going to fight for the championship on January the 7th in the ECW arena. We get a Terry Funk promo with the Bad Breed. He talks about Shane Douglas. He talks about how he is better than these has-beens, Bruno Sammartino and Luthez. Um well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, what, yeah. what did Bruno and fucking Luthez ever do? <laughs> and and um, in the corners of a, a Swanson and a Rittner. <laughs> I mean, they, they may have done a whole bunch of stuff in 129 and 39th and um, <laughs> other other streets and everything that they've probably been big stars at. But Bruno was never a star in the corner of Swanson and Rittner. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, the ro- and, and as far as the Rottens go, um, what I mean, I, I want to hear your guys' honest opinion on what you think of the Rottens promos. Because, um, as a matter of fact, I'll let you tell me first what you think before uh, I'll tell you what I think. Aaron? <laughs> like their promos or their, what they did in this promo? Whatever. What, whatever, I like you, it. whatever you've seen so far. I mean, I liked them in this thing because they were being like somewhat goofy or whatever with their facial expressions with Terry. And I mean, I, I like Axel. I've never really been a fan of Ian. Um, I mean, it's passable. I, I just thought I just, Axel's a natural in my opinion. Axel's always been a natural and he's always been somebody that could follow. He could lead. If you ask him to lead, he could mm-hmm. lead, but he'd rather just be a guy that wants to just be a part of the, of the situation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a much better situation for Axel. And I'm watching, and I'm watching Axel doing the promo, and he's shaking his head like with everything that Terry's saying. And Ian's just sitting there like stoic, like he's just staring, like almost like he's like, "Is this camera on? Um, where's the nearest post office? I mean, I owe people money." <laughs> I, are you guys taking a picture of me? Did they? Did they? Um, I, I guess Man, I'm I don't like Ian. I'm friends with Ian, so this is not like me making any joke about Ian. Well, I'm making a joke about Ian, but I'm not bashing him. Mm-hmm. Did those guys? Okay, first of all, did those guys get along? And secondly, how did how did they wind up teaming together? 
Where did they, where did they, did they come out of the same school? Did they, I, don't, I really don't, I don't really don't know the story about the, about how the bad breed became to be, I guess. Well, Axel, Axel, and Axel started in like the, the very late eighties and Ian was a buddy of his and he kind of trained him and he mm. took him on the road and Ian had a shit ton of, of a bad independent gimmicks before he was, um, Actually, I, I even ended up with some of his, his outfits. Imagine mm. me wearing Ian Rotten's outfits. <laughs> and uh, he took him under his wing, and then he made him Ian Rotten. And then he got a job. They got a job in Memphis. Okay. And then it became like, yeah, I mean, they got along for a while. But I think after a while, I think it became Axel wanted to be more of a breakout star. Mm-hmm. Because John had um had a bigger problem with the had a bigger problem with the office. Okay, like he clashed more. You know, Axel mm-hmm. was more of a yay man. You know, and go John, with the flow. Yeah, John wasn't. I'm not saying John was com, you know combatant or anything. It was just like the actor said, "Why am I? Why am I letting somebody else talk for me?" Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. I mean, that that's what I thought. I, I don't know 100% because there's nobody, there's one, there's one half here that's not going to be able to tell the story. Right. Terry goes off on this, um, <laughs> this story about his, his dad killing a puppy that bit his hand, you know, bite the hand that feeds. Um, actually, not just killing, blew its brains out. Yeah, he shot a mentally challenged dog. And then he implies that, um, Sabu came from inbreeding. Yes. <laughs> Due to bad breeding, Sabu is mentally off, is what Terry says. So there you go. He's uh he's 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 saying that Sabu, like Aaron said, he's just essentially well, alluding to Sabu's inbreeding. Well, well fa- fast forward in today's society. So we're saying that people from Bombay, India are just inbreeding. <laughs> and they're and they're training their fucking inbred fucking kids. To be sadistic pro wrestlers, <laughs> like that—that's what we're doing. They, yeah. I mean, we, we, we couldn't—we couldn't try to teach them the fucking. You guys come up with a new fucking disease. No, you come up with a new big spot where it's going to fucking embarrass the business. Go ahead, do it. Embarrass the business. I dare you. Do it. <laughs> what, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> what, come on! That, that's enough. all. That's all that that is. That's ridiculous. Was it Paul or Terry who said that Sherry looked like Bruno and Drag? Oh, that, well, there's no way that was Terry. Well, yeah, Paul said that. I was gonna say I have wrote down here. Someone said Sherry, Bruno, and Drag, but I couldn't remember which one of them said it. Well, so why, like, why would Terry say that? Well, how would you think Terry Funk would say that? Yeah. I don't know. I gotta well, he, tell you, he is—he is gonna be wrestling. Shane. That Sherry Martell looks like who? and drag. I, I can just see Joey Styles' face going, "Um, Terry, this ain't about Sherry Martell." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, but she still looks like Tiger Mask and drag. All right, and then Paulie's putting over Sabu to end the show and talking about the match between. Terry Funk and sorry, Terry Funk and Shane Douglas coming up on January the seventh, nineteen ninety four. As we close out nineteen ninety three, before we uh, talk about the show and what we thought overall, here's the 
rundown. The first match is the Chad Austin Pitbull match. This is the rundown of Holiday Hell. Some of the Fuck stuff yeah. they have <laughs> they have written down in this report. Did Mike Awesome initially wrestle in ECW? Is Awesome Mike? Well, I don't know. Or is the guy writing this report just the a guy that wrote this thing's a fucking idiot? He said <laughs> All right. some guy beat the Pitbull and Awesome right, Mike. Man. Awesome Mike beat this guy. Oh, and then uh, who was? Hold on, hold on. Who was the Hollywood kid, Chad? Do you know oh, who the Hollywood, Hollywood kid, kid was? Oh, that's a. Hang on a second. Um, if you can figure out a way to kind of just. Uh, Mutis. Uh, yeah, the Hollywood kid. I don't know whose fucking friend he was. He was just some fucking little, um, small, scrawny kid that was there. And you know what? He may have been friends with Mike Awesome. Because Mike, Mike Awesome Hollywood. wasn't there. It was Awesome Mike. No, no. Well, Awesome Mike, <laughs> he made a debut at that show. And, um, that may have been one of his buddies, yeah. Like, he was like a little scrawny kid. I think he wore a little white outfit, and I think somebody threw him around. Well, I was going to say, it says here that Mike uh, threw him over the top rope, taking out the first two rows. So, yeah, he so probably awesome Mike the, beat up his own friend? Awesome Mike. Awesome <laughs> Mike, yes. Yeah. That's not then, so awesome, Mike. And then they got in the car and drove home together. Right, because he brought the kid. Because if Awesome Mike shows up, nobody knows who the fuck he is, and he's like, "Hey, you, I'm gonna throw you into the second row of the crowd." They're gonna be like, "Fuck you are." But, so, but he brings Hollywood Kid with him, and Hollywood Kid gets to be at the show and get thrown around by Awesome I forgot, Mike. I I totally forgot that name, dude, until you said that. And then as soon as you said Hollywood Kid, that that visual just popped in my head. I remember who that was. Yeah, I, I don't know. If he, I don't. I doubt he's still alive. <laughs> awesome Mike probably killed him. So here's where here's where the Rock and Rebel thing makes even less sense. Mister Hughes defeated Sandman, which we saw some of that match. Sal Balomo threw in the towel for the Sandman, and then went after Jason. So <laughs> Sal was even on this show and Variety Club, Aaron, the Variety Club, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, I don't need you a crippled like the kids. <laughs> okay. I'm a thorn in the towel. You can't pop the, you can't pop the clutch like the on the van with a broken leg. I don't think he said, I don't need you crippled like the kids. <laughs> I, 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 I failed to see that. I don't know. Maybe if you want, I'll go back and rewatch it, but I don't think he said, I, I I don't want you cripple like the kid. Kevin like, Sullivan, <laughs> Kevin Sullivan and Tasmaniac, managed by woman and the Boston bad boy, defeated J.T. Smith and Tommy Cairo to retain the ECW tag team titles. Well, this wasn't on my fucking on my thing here. Rock and Rebel this. beat. Rock and Rebel beat. Uh, oh, I'm just running. I'm running down the whole card, even with what we didn't see on the. Oh, I'm, I'm going. TV. What the fuck? <laughs> what is, is Nate watching another fucking show? No, I I'm saw. Just... I saw the. I, I even wrote the dog promo from Terry Funk. <laughs> what the fuck? What, what am I going to write down about this show? It was like seventeen minutes long, <laughs> and like six of it was me getting beat up. <laughs> we had the aforementioned Rocket Rebel and Donnie Allen match. Terry Funk and Sabu. The Pat Tanaka Rocco Rock thing that they didn't bother mentioning on this show, I wonder why, took place at this event as well. 
And Shane Douglas won the Lights Out Battle Royal. So there you go. That is the Holiday Hell card. I'm sure we'll see. Oh, wait, no. Shane Douglas also beat Tommy Dreamer. Sorry. Overall, what did we think about this show, guys? The TV show or Holiday Hell? I guess either one. the, The TV show... I mean, it was fine. I guess I got to see Terry Funk wrestle Sabu. That was worth that was worth coming for. I think. I think after. I think all in all, um, I think there was money issues happening between Paul and Bad Company, like during this mm-hmm. whole entire thing. That's what I think. That's why I think that was part of the reason why all this ended so shitty, because mm-hmm. it, it was it was a debacle. It was a complete and utter debacle, you know? Yeah. Nothing went right. So why would Paul even pretend to accentuate that as part of his company when nothing went right? A complete, yeah, a complete popcorn fart. Absolutely. Well, that's what we're going to call it. Yes, of course. Aaron, what did you think of this show this week? Um, you read it down the Holiday Hell show. I mean, there should have been, the, the two matches in the middle could have been anything else other than what they put on there. Like I would have rather seen Taz and Kevin Sullivan versus JT Smith and Tommy Cairo than fucking rock and rebel versus Donnie Allen. And, um, it was weird that they put the main event on first. I don't understand that, but it is what it is. And and I just think that it was, it was a decent, it was, it, it was a show that was what it was. It was, so it, it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. It was just mm-hmm. just existed. I guess my question though is: Do you see when you watch this show? All right, I I kind of as as I was watching this, like you, you're beginning to shake off what this promotion was in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like it, it this this is starting to feel more and more and more like ECW and i know obviously history's telling me that's where we're going but what i'm saying is this show was one of the few shows that i've watched that feels like an ECW show and not the NWA Eastern Championship wrestling show does that make sense yeah but to me it's one of those shows that was um like that but it's like okay we're going to take two steps forward and one step back because like the Chad Austin Pitbull thing, that's cool because it, it like obviously the Pitbulls were a staple of ECW and it's a big bruiser guy and a shocking thing that happens with the shocking upset and the people go crazy and that's kinda like an ECW thing. But then we get fucking a half ass sandman Mr. Hughes. Like they they don't even, they, they show you the middle of the match. They don't show you the start. They don't show you the finish. They just show you the middle of it. So you don't even know what fucking happened with it. Mm-hmm. And then you get the Rock and Rebel versus Donnie Allen, which doesn't even need to be a thing. That makes even less sense since we know Sal was in the building. Yeah, so I don't understand any of that. It's just, to me, there was a lot of filler and unnecessary in this show. I, I agree. Um, but they're definitely building something here. And I think... Uh, um, you know that you got to say, I guess the the MVP so far is the guy in charge. You know, Polly's Polly's doing a great job on these shows, and uh, and, and and if 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 the if, if how ECW wound up with their big shows like this, there weren't pay per views. 
if it's that's any indication, then we're probably going to see more of Holiday Hill next week. Mm-hmm. More than <laughs> likely. More than likely. <laughs> I mean, I, come on, Aaron. I mean, what what do you think else is in the can? That's what I'm saying. We're gonna. So Nate just spoiled like in the next month of our <laughs> viewing, but that's okay. Well, how about how about me and you just wait for Nate to go find the show and watch it first, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll just go. Well, we'll just skip to the the, the, next, the next one. <laughs> Do it on your own, Nate. <laughs> Spoiler, um, Chad. What did what did you think of this the 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 television show we watched. What it like? Do you promise? Are you still? You know, I'm not rating this. Is it still just treading water? What do you think about the the the, the show this week? I I really liked. Um, I I really thought Funk and Sabu had something to offer. Mm-hmm. I really thought that if, if I mean, give or take, that was what smack dab in the middle of the show. Correct. Yeah. Right then and there. Yeah, if I if I read the yeah if I read the um, the the show in order here, the title match was in the middle. They followed that up with Shane and Tommy, and then that lights out battle royal. So yeah, I mean if you look if you think of timing, they put the title match dead in the middle of the card. And perfect. I mean, what yeah, are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, You're building your viewership right there. Exactly. And again, showing the highlights of the match, not everything, not, you know, and not giving away too much, but giving away just enough to give you a taste. This is still a company that's technically running as a local, you know, a local independent promotion. So their goal is not TV ratings at this point. Their goal is to get me and you to want to come to the ECW arena next time and, 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 Lure us in to come buy a ticket and get intrigued by the product. And if I had that, watched that, the that's show, why, that, that's why I'm very, very curious as to what they didn't show you mm-hmm. on on the version you got from the WWE Network. Where were they running elsewhere? Right. You know how they used to add other shows. Mm-hmm. They had other shows. The Terror at Tabor. Yeah. You know Tabor. Enough with the table, or it's Miss Montgomeryville. That's when we're <laughs> going to start seeing Francine. Well, guys, I guess we'll put a wrap. Put a wrap on this week's edition of Reliving the Extreme. And uh, next week, I think the show is January fourth, nineteen ninety four. Like I said, everybody, we started in April of ninety three. We've finished up nineteen ninety three. We've watched Eddie Gilbert. We've watched Sal Balomo. We've watched the Super Destroyers many, many times. <laughs> We've watched a tag team championship that's been in turmoil most of this promotion's existence. But I think uh, I think we're about to head to 94, and I think that the, this is where we're going to see some very, very different things coming up for ECW, and I'm pretty excited about it. At this point, I'm starting to think Global's got a better grasp on the tag team tournament. <laughs> than, uh, <laughs> maybe they should be... Have the global ECW memorial. Hell, Taz Taz and and Sullivan have been the ECW tag champs for like four weeks, and they're the longest-running champions in ECW history at this point. But I don't think they were even champions for four weeks. (laughs) Probably not. They were the best. (laughs) Jeez, a whiz. All right, any parting words, gentlemen? I'm good. This this was a, 
Uh, we got to uh, an hour and nine minutes. I don't know what it'll cut out to, but I'm I'm impressed. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I told you guys about twenty minutes ago. We're gonna get an hour out of this, and we got some good gimmicks. We got some good gimmicks out of this too. This uh, this QVC thing, we got to work on that. You left it in your cart. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> that, that being said, everyone, thank you for joining us this week on Reliving the Extreme. Also, check out the Weekend Wrestle Podcast, WrestleNet Radio. But that being said, we're going to sign off, and we'll see everyone next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved. <laughs>